Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that when Jesus rose from the dead, it was an armadillo who gave him mouth to mouth to bring him back? But the armadillo wasn't trying to save his life. He was just trying to get a little something something from that sweet, sweet Jesus corpse. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. (laughs) For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out our other podcasts and merchandise, visit us at armadillo.club. The sun's going down in Bontemps, Louisiana, and things are about to get weird. Hello there, you're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're going to be reading chapters one through eight of All Together Dead, the seventh book in the Southern Vampire Mystery series. Previously, Sookie hooked it up with a smoking stack of tiger meat named Quinn, and hot damn did Sookie dismantle that dude's life. Like, Quinn is the part owner and operator of an incredibly successful national events company with a truly impressive reputation in the supernatural community, but like a week into dating Sookie, and he gets assaulted, stun-gunned, kidnapped, has one of his employees murdered, and then resurrected, and is involved in two entirely unrelated massacres. Fucking run, dude. (laughs) For her part, Sookie goes to New Orleans to straighten out her double-deceased cousin's affairs, but gets embroiled in a marital feud between the Vampire Queen of Louisiana and the Vampire King of Arkansas, resulting in one of the aforementioned massacres. The other massacre is a result of an attempt at some slow-burn retribution by the Pelt family. In their defense, Sookie 100% did kill Debbie Pelt. Uh, Also, Sookie learned that Bill is even scummier than she thought, having seduced her on the Queen's command. So, coming out of this book, Sookie is getting serious with Quinn, is done with Bill, and is on the Queen's A-list, and has picked a brand new witch roommate along mm-hmm. the way. So I think Sookie's getting tired of these vampire boyfriends and is going for a vampire queen boyfriend, girlfriend. I mean, you know, yeah. she's just looking for a little variety. Yeah. Well, let's start this book the best way there is to start a book. By judging its cover. Indeed. Yeah. What do y'all think? So, uh, having tired of writing vampires and then tigers, Sookie decides to get real wild writing a vampire riding a coffin. Right? Uh, it's like layers. Do you suppose that this is the ver- uh, uh, a vampire, perhaps Eric, trying to escape Sookie? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, no! Yeah. You'll never get away from me! There's something about his face, right? Like he's, he's carrying the coffin away and she's like latched onto him. Yeah. I, I like it though, because this is the first time we've had a vampire on the cover who doesn't look bored out of his mind. Yeah, instead he looks terrified, which <laughs> is a fair response with Sookie. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it, it's also possible the coffin is full of pizza. It's hard that to is tell. exactly what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like overflowing with pizza. Right, yeah, maybe Sookie like... Turns out to be a pizza holic or whatever, and Eric can't preserve all his pizza from Sookie, so he stuffs it all into his coffin and flies away, but she hangs on to him. I thought it was a piece of cloth, like a underwear with like white with polka dots on it. I think pizza makes more sense if we're, you know, just, but yeah, I mean, I guess it could be underwear too. Why would there be underwear in a coffin, Alice? That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously pizza. Yeah. I love how she's always writing something through the sky. Yeah, and it never really explained why she's flying on things through the sky, but it's cool just the thing she does. You know what? I think Eric's actually too tall for this coffin. I don't think it's, it's not his, his coffin. coffin. Yeah, this is the pizza coffin, man. <laughs> well, why would he be carrying someone else's coffin? Why would he be carrying pizza. his own? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Look, the, the point is not the, the coffin. The point is what's in the coffin. I think we can all agree. <laughs> pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter one. This is already my favorite book because it starts out with Pam. Oh. So I already love it. 
she's been reading Dear Abby and she gives good advice. <laughs> she's like trying to figure out what a wedding shower is. I love that. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. Or a baby shower. She has like a, a moment where you're like, what do you think a baby shower is, Pam? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what well, I, I find that a little confusing too. Why do we call it a shower? Because you shower someone with gifts. You don't literally shower them with gifts. Yeah, it used to be. You would th- you would throw rocks at them, and you know, that was like when, <laughs> that was the gift. Yeah, yeah. You'd get up in a tree over them and throw a bunch of stuff down on them, like yeah. a blender. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a crib, whatever. Yeah. The thing is, though, like Pam's giving her advice from Dear Abby. Pam had already advised me that I could only be imposed on if I permitted it, and that I needed to be more selective in picking my friends. <laughs> Pam is so yeah. right. Pam's right. Yeah. <laughs> This vampire is giving good advice. Oh my god, I just realized there's a, a scene later, we'll talk about it, that Pam is doing the same thing. Uh-huh. She's talking about like, she's giving like friend advice. We'll get there. But mm-hmm. I, I just made that connection. Yeah. In this very moment. It's pretty great. Yeah. So this is really interesting because this book takes place immediately after Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. And actually, I was reading about it. Charlene Harris had written the book and then Katrina happened and she felt like she had to address it because it was such a devastating event for Louisiana and just the Deep South in general. It's really interesting because it seems like the hurricane uh, drastically alters the course of vampire politics. So mm-hmm. I wonder what this book was like before Katrina was written into it. Yeah, very, yeah. very interesting. I that's really cool that yeah. she did that. It is very cool that she did that. Yeah, it, it, in the in the book, in the wake of the hurricane, like the, the vampire queen herself is displaced by, uh, by the fact that her... Her home is destroyed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Suki goes to a meeting of the vampires at Fantasia to discuss this summit that's coming up that um, Suki had mentioned in the previous book. And yeah, Andre, the queen's whatever, second-in-command, bodyguard, whatever, is there, and he's giving a status report. They've lost at least 30 vampires. And Suki's wondering if there's such a thing as, like, a weather witch or something that could have anticipated Katrina because, yeah, like you were saying, it puts the queen in a much weaker position now. Um, she's, I think, hanging out in like Shreve- Shreveport or Baton Rouge or something like that. Yeah, when, when Suki mentions the weather witch idea to all the vampires, I was thinking, Suki, you're, you're, you're making a fool of yourself. That's so stupid. But all the vampires are like, good idea, Suki. That, that sounds very likely. We'll have to look into that. <laughs> so they're either being sarcastic or, I mean, she's a psychic waitress, right? So like they're, the realm of possibility is a little bit broader where they are. You know, th- these vampires, are they ever sarcastic? Uh, they don't do that, right? They don't really get sarcasm, do they? Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, a more modern vampire would be, but most of these vampires are pretty old, right? Yeah, they tend to be very literal. Yeah. That's yeah. Point. I, I wonder if, uh, what was it? What's Who's the youngest vampire we've met? I bet... Um, oh, Jake. Jake would be sarcastic, right? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. And I he mean, thinks everybody doesn't like him because he's a werewolf, but it's just because he's sarcastic. <laughs> uh-huh. He's just a dick. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, apparently the the Arkansas vampires are pulling a I uh, the whole I know you are but what am I uh, thing with the attempted vampire coup. They're like, you didn't coo- we didn't coup you you cooed us. Which yeah, I mean, true. Yeah, the queen has a suit against her from Peter Threadgill's lieutenant, a woman named Jennifer Cater, who claims she, and she's claiming she killed him in self defense. So she owns Arkansas, and they're like, no, like yeah. you were saying. So if the queen loses this suit, she will be in big trouble. Yeah. There's also this ancient vampire there named Talia, who's apparently just like super rude, but I wouldn't know her story, I right? I really like Talia. <laughs> I knew so you far. would. Like as soon as the, the, I was like, who, who is this person? Like, can we just like have a, a like a sidebar yeah. with Talia and just like ask what her whole like is? Talia's here because she was like too violent and rough for the last place, so we're kind of stashing her here and 
I don't know. People are just into how like shitty she is to people all the time. She has a website, a fan website, maintained like owned and maintained by fans. Right, and she and every and she just hates it, and she hates everybody. Oh, I like Talia. Yeah, me too. I'd probably be like one of her fans, honestly. <laughs> but they're they're yeah, they're making plans for this big summit, right? Yeah. Uh, and of course, Suki is going. Yeah, she's going to attend all the queen's meetings to try to read the minds of any humans. Yeah, seems like a terrible idea. Yeah, and the king of yeah. Texas is going to be there too. He's got a telepath, Barry mm-hmm. Bellboy, who we have met. And, and I think we probably know who that is, right? It's got to be Jerry Jones. Oh, the king of... The king of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> the Cowboys coach? Yeah, oh. the owner of the Cowboys. The owner of the Cowboys? Yeah. yeah, makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. He owns like, you know, Texas. <laughs> and you never, you never see him during the day, right? It's true. Yeah, that yeah. dude is old as fuck. Mm-hmm. Could yeah. be. Ancient. Yeah. Sookie suddenly remembers that besides the Queen and Andre, she's the only person who witnessed Peter Threadgill's death, which is uncomfortable. Yeah, no kidding. There's, yeah. A, there's a moment there where uh, like Andre is standing behind her and he's like, huh. And yeah. she's like, huh. <laughs> well, but yeah, but she knows that it was... Wait, what does she know? Was it, was it justified? Well... No, it wasn't, was it? It was a little justified, but not... It was... Yeah, no, they had a whole conversation where the Queen was all like... You know, it would be illegal to kill him, right? And Andre's like, right? And she's like, so kill him. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. like, and be worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, if uh, if Andre were to kill Suki, that might uh, be interesting. But no, he, he decides not to. You know, uh, the queen likes her and she's useful for a lot of other things, I suppose. Yeah, Suki needs to continue being real useful for the queen of Louisiana. No kidding. Yeah. Um, Bill's also going to attend the summit to sell his vampire Facebook. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ugh, Bill, you suck. Mm. Facebook's terrible, you know? Like, come on. Yeah. Bill, do we need, really need a vampire Facebook? Yeah, even worse. What's even worse than Facebook? Vampire Facebook. <laughs> that's, that's right. I would want to know that, though. I would want to know everything about these vampires. It's true. That's true, but it's not for us humans. That's true, yeah. as well. But on the upside, she gets a vampire-sponsored shopping trip. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Chapter 2, it's Haley's Bridal Shower. I gotta say... A small town bridal shower does not rank high on my list of must-see events, and uh, having witnessed them, this one, like, even in Bon Tom, where, I mean, shit, considering the locals, there's the fact that there's not a single supernatural creature there is just, like, like pretty pretty telling, I guess, right? What Other than Sookie, you know? There's, yeah. there's not a werewolf, there's not a vampire, none of these at this Well, that's this most way. of people, right? In Bon Tom, there's a lot of, well, there's a lot of supernatural creatures in Bon Tom. I guess there's a disproportionate amount, but still gotta be less than... One percent of the people are. I suppose soups. so. Soups. Whenever they say soups, it makes me laugh because you know, like super salad, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, even their idea of like rowdy humor is a little boring. Like PG thirteen, if you ask me, you know. As somebody who has been to her share of bridal and baby showers and is not a huge fan of them, it seemed pretty accurate. Really? Yeah. <sighs> I actually really like the contrast here between Sookie's at this vampire meeting and she's like. Oh, this is really creepy. All these people want to kill me all the time, but she's totally comfortable and she's into it. Yeah. And she goes to this baby shower and it's just awful and she's super bored. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm glad they gave me a job to do so I won't like pass out on the floor here. <laughs> yeah. I wish these people would shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. At one point, the conversation turns to Amelia and uh, she just makes starts making up random lies <laughs> about why Amelia came to live with her. And I'm sure that won't be a problem for Amelia. Oh, she shot a cop. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she shot a cop, had to run away. Um, you know, she did uh, She did join that one cult, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she loves to talk about it. You should ask her about it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
But after the bridal shower, Quinn comes over and he wants to spend time with her after the summit. And she says yes. And then we have some sexy times. I gotta say, so Sookie's ta- like thinking about this. They haven't seen each other in weeks. In fact, she's only caught time with him like a few times when he was passing through. Like, is she a side piece? Like, I'm getting side piece vibes here, right? Like, oh, oh. Quinn could have like a whole family. And right? I think he's from Memphis. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, does he have like a whole oh, um, tiger family? What do you call it if it's a tiger? A pack? Uh, not a pride. Well, uh, what is it? Is it's not a pride of tigers? I don't know. Uh, they don't. A tide. <laughs> it's, oh yeah, that's right. It's a tide of tiger. Okay, I can look it up. Yeah, you should. I'm curious now. Oh, there's two. It's either a streak or an ambush. Really? Yeah, apparently. Huh. Uh, a female tigress and her cubs qualify as a streak, and tigers in captivity forced to dwell together are an ambush. An ambush of tigers. Yeah. So he could have a whole ambush out there? Yeah, he could have a whole ambush at home. Well, tigers are solitary hunters, right? Well, that's so. what I was thinking, is they don't typically travel in large groups, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's why that specification was made in the But definition. also, Suki probably would know, because she's a mind reader, right? Oh. Unless he's just like a real crazo who doesn't even think about his family at all. Well, she mentions that she has trouble reading his thoughts and like only gets little snippets here and there, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. There's got to be another shoe to drop with Quinn. I like looking at the, the the pattern, right? Like, there's always something, you know. With Bill, it was that. Oh yeah, he's uh, got it. Well, first of all, he did cheat on her with his uh, his old flame, and then it turns out he's uh, a spy sent by the yeah, vampire. The whole relationship was a lie. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, you know. Uh, Eric had the whole thing where his memories came back. Big turn off, you know. Way better when he didn't have the memories. <laughs> where he started having a personality and he wasn't just a, a blank, beautiful doll for her to project onto. Yeah. It was just like, what, what a monster. Why would you do that, you know? Yeah. Uh, with Alcide, there was the whole, like, uh, putting her repeatedly in harm's way and, uh, like... Kind of blaming her for his dad's death somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Whatever it is with Quinn, not going not gonna to be good, right? Yeah. I guess we'll find out. Uh, yeah. I do think it's funny that uh, Amelia dutifully removes herself from this, this scene when uh, when Quinn shows up. You yeah, know? That's, a good, that's a good roommate. Yeah. Although, she might be complaining about her hair, but she might have somebody that could do her hair if she hadn't turned that guy into a cat. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. He was a hairdresser. Yeah. That is a very good point. Yeah. So after some uh, very light bargaining, uh, they shake hands and agree to bone. It's funny. She's like, look... I'll bone you, but only if we're going to hang out. And you're like, yeah, sure. A month, you know, I'll give you a month. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's a pretty solid bone though. So yeah, it's a, it's it a good, nice. good banging out. Um, some very awkward foreplay though. Like, like the talking, like yeah. he's like, Oh boy. Oh boy. I was like, what? Who says that? <laughs> he calls her like, just like a buffet. And she's like, her, here's the first course. Points her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, guys, come on. Come you know, on. okay, in Bon Tom, this is Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, the, but the sex is good, apparently. Yeah, well, that's nice. By the way, this is Sookie's first non-vampire lay. Yeah. Yeah, that's different. Oh, yeah, and she thinks about how, like, Wow, that penis is really warm. <laughs> it's kind of nice. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm sure is uh, yeah. a little... I mean, a, a thing that was probably never thought before, right? Yeah, I wonder if, like, in the middle of this, she's like, "Could you, could you breathe less?" Yeah. <laughs> All your heart beating is distracting. <laughs> yeah. Chapter three. Amelia needs to find her mentor to help change Bob back. And we also find out that her dad is a big deal developer. Yeah, like, well, but but like shady, right? Like he's he's kind of a 
big money, maybe criminals, criminal ties kind of thing is the impression I got. Well, I mean, he's a contractor in Louisiana, so I figured it's yeah. going to be super shady no matter what. <laughs> That's a good point. All I could think was like, Suki knows how to pick him, right? Like, the, she finds this <laughs> one person that she invites to come over, and it turns out like it's the daughter of some like real, yeah, like shady mob boss, Huey Long or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, that's something. But uh, yeah, and apparently Amelia is not at all worried about people looking for Bob, which is something I've been thinking about this whole time. Like, yeah, Bob's got to have some people, right? Not cool, Amelia. Yeah, I gotta say this thing with Bob is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really funny. But like. We we don't know how much Bob understands what's Is happening, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody knows. She just turned him into a cat and left town. Yeah. I mean that honestly, that's real witch shit right there, right? <laughs> that's true. Like this is where familiars come from, right? Like <laughs> yeah. Like like you know, in the in in lore, isn't a familiar like a a goblin or something that they turned into a cat? Like, is that any different than what's happened here? Is that what it is? I thought it was like a cat that they put a spirit into or something. Oh, uh, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But either in way, in this case, it's a, a nice mortician hairdresser or something. They don't even know what he did for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a one night stand. It wasn't like they had like a relationship, right? <laughs> yeah, she's like. And then we decided to get freaky and I turned him into a cat. <laughs> and, then, and then we stopped having sex two hours later. <laughs> and then I realized I couldn't turn him back. So here we are. So, yeah. What do you do when you get in a weird-ass situation like that? You go stay with Suki. <laughs> the, the halfway house for weird, busted, supernatural creatures. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I really hope Bob gets humaned again. I hope Bubba doesn't show up. Oh yeah, Bubba no. likes cats. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Bob gets eaten by Bubba. Oh, that'd be so sad. I mean, that'd be pretty like in line for the books, though. And I then, know. That's and exactly. then he gets eaten by vampire Elvis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is what's gonna happen to Bob. Like, I didn't realize until Jeff said it, but this is what's gonna happen to Bob. Yeah, it's so Bob. obvious. Oh. They've been setting it up for like six books now, but this is what's gonna happen to Bob. At least she she didn't let the vet spay him. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> would that would that. Would that carry over? I would Fuck assume I so, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know yeah. how I don't know how this witch stuff works, but it, I would say it's a non-zero chance, right? <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But apparently, you know, he he uses the litter box. He does the cat things, you know. That's solid. So solid, Bob. Yeah, good job. He Bob. throws up on her wait, quilt. Wait, he uses the litter. You have to train a cat for litter box usage. No, right? yeah, do not. Uh, you? you just no, you, you no, really just have to show them where they are. Yeah. <clears throat> oh really? Yeah. yeah. You have to show it where the litter box is, and once you do it, just use the. It's oh, real weird. Oh, okay, that is weird. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering if that was some carryover of intelligence that we could derive from. He 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 seems to communicate with them in a way that is you know more than a cat. Yeah, but, but the thing about cats is they just have faces shaped in such a way that you think they have emotions. But <laughs> that's a good point. That's so why people be... are obsessed with them, even though they're just these creepy little monsters. <laughs> Murderers. Yeah. And, I, you know, I love my cat, but you're absolutely right. He can't, <laughs> he's, a, he's a stone cold killer. He, he would eat me if you were big enough. I know there's nothing going on in there. Like, there's no love. Yeah. Oh, come on. Look at that boy over there. Yeah, if he was big enough, he would eat us. No. In a heartbeat. Right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Look at that. How cute is that? Zero. <laughs> he's well, kind of cute. You're full of hate. <laughs> Cats love Jeff, by the way. Like Jeff does not like. It, it, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm I'm being a little harsh. Jeff doesn't have a strong feeling about animals one way or the other. Yeah. But cats love Jeff, and it's just it's <laughs> hilarious know, it's to it's watch. Weird. <clears throat> I think it's because I, I don't know why it is. I think they're assholes. They sense your disdain. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yes, we get this this disdain thing. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. So really, Jeff, it's that you're cat like. That's why they like you. I guess so. I hate to think that. Hmm. Yeah, well. Speaking of cats, 
Jason calls. Yeah, their conversation is interrupted because yeah. he's having a surprise invitation to a surprise wedding. Yeah, he and Crystal are pregnant and they're getting married that evening. Yeah, in Hotshot tonight. Okay then. You know, this is the third wedding, by the way. Uh, the first wedding, but the third one uh, yeah. that's going on right now. Remember I was saying that, that a book should be called Four Deadings and a Funeral? Like, this is <laughs> yeah, it. That's yeah, that's good. right. This is the third deading. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Chapter four. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, Sookie does invite Quinn and Amelia. Uh, and I was just thinking... Quinn is going to be drawing some attention at this party because he's a super famous wear tiger mm-hmm. in a pack full of wear panthers. I mean, they're going to like this, right? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But they said it was okay, so. Yeah, yeah. 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 Chapter four. You're right. The hotshot wear panthers are extremely impressed by Quinn, even though Sookie isn't quite sure why. It, oh, by the way, uh, so they're all getting dressed for the wedding and Quinn asks about a tie and Sookie thinks... You know, Hotshot is a shithole, and those inbreds probably don't know what ties are. (laughs) Like, she kind of dumps on Hotshot a little bit. She's like, you don't need a tie. It's like, dude, you know what? I would have worn a tie. They could could wear a tie, right? Right? They have suits. It's a wedding, you know? I mean, like, come on. But no, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Also, Hoyt is there, and he's feeling, like, super sad because, you know, he's losing the man he loves, right? Yeah, (laughs) true. pretty much. The one true person for Hoyt. Yeah. Yeah. But Sookie gives him a pat on the shoulder and a, a, you know... It's typically harsh sucky scan just like he's what is it he's like he's dumb and ugly or something like that yeah. it's like poor Hoyt he'll be alone forever <laughs> uh, but yeah like, like you said Alice Quinn does absolutely draw attention and everyone in the party seems <clears throat> very happy to see him very happy to see him Ooh, Sookie and Calvin Norris have to vouch for Jason and Crystal to, quote, take the penalty if either of them does wrong. Do oh. not do Don't this. No, do you do not sign on that line. Yeah. If the penalty is a dollar, she's going to be broken a year, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and apparently the penalty is not a dollar, so it's it's uh, this is a bad idea. Yep, there's going to be some sort of physical punishment if one of them cheats. And also they have responsibilities to the community. Yeah. That sounds awful. Suki does. Suki does do the smart play and does a little brain delving, though. Yeah. And learns that Jason at least feels like he's all into it, but Crystal is not. Yeah. Yeah. So. Then, uh, yeah. That, this whole thing is weird. Where she's like, I can read your mind. I can tell you that you don't intend to like, you know, take this take this marriage seriously. And Crystal's like, Well, fuck you, bitch. And Suki's like, Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Calvin's there too, and he's like. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he doesn't have a choice, I guess. This I don't is, know. This is, I mean, this is evidence, right? I mean, this is at least Calvin should be like, well, we shouldn't do this now, right? Yeah. No, he, he's he's dutiful, and he like it's it's important to him for the community to get this new injection of blood or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it sounds like a pretty cool party. It does. There's a Zydeco band. There's some good food. Yeah. Lots of booze. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It does sound pretty great, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not up to Quinn's standards. <laughs> well, he does throw a party. They should have hired Quinn to throw this party. They should, yeah. They probably couldn't afford extremely elegant events. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, extremely elegant events sounds like a hot shot party. <laughs> That's true. We're elegant. Oh... But eventually Quinn and Sookie leave, but Amelia stays. To <clears throat> dance some more? Yeah. Yeah, which leaves Sookie to explain things to Bob. Sookie should warn her about this village. Before uh, she leaves her there alone with no I, ride. I mean, she told, they know what, they know what, she tells, tells them what it is. She tells them it's a... Uh, in, where bread where panther village did she actually say that <laughs> maybe not in so many words said that that is that it, like desperate for new blood 
the, and, and has a history of kidnapping people for their genetic hmm. input. And then attempting to turn them into werepanthers on occasion. Right, right? Yeah. That's a really good point, Jeff. <laughs> I just, you know. Yeah. It seems like, you know, a, a, a lady friend shouldn't be leaving her lady friend here at this party. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, Suki doesn't stress about it too much because she's got her own dancing to do back home. It's true. With right? her own, uh, you know, and by dancing, I mean having sex with a were-tiger. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, this, oh. this is not not a not a good wing uh, wing lady move. It turns out fine, you know, it's fine. Ish. Yeah. Calvin's there. Calvin's reliable, right? That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Calvin probably wouldn't let anything crazy happen, except that one thing thing that she did, he definitely did let happen to Jason. I mean, he didn't know about it, but he didn't, you know, also stop it. So yeah, I mean, he did murder the guy who did it to Jason afterwards, so it's square, right? That, yeah, I guess. But then, but Jason is still definitely a were tiger. <laughs> Sorry, were panther. You know, that's a good point though. Like as a woman, especially, like oh yeah, don't worry, they were, they abducted my brother like a few months ago that's or what whatever. I was thinking, you know, this yeah, she doesn't know any of these people. You can just leave her there. Yeah. Yeah, just leave her in the middle of super rural Louisiana with no transportation. Well, she she reasons that uh, Amelia can take care of herself, and she did uh, set that one vampire on fire with magic. So I guess you know that's true. Yeah, I guess. And she could just turn the guy into a cat. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good true. point. She knows you how to try do that. Something really fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good she point. In the morning with another uh, cat. Maybe she should have warned. Heard of cats? <laughs> maybe she should have warned Hotshot about Amelia. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, here's the thing. She's really she's really cool. She's a little direct, but she does have a tendency to turn people into animals during sex. It's not a thing. It's a little bit of a yeah, thing. She, she's good at turning people into cats, turning cats into people. Not really on her, her playbook. <laughs> yeah, right now it's a one-way street. Work in progress, you know? That's not okay. that she seems to be putting much work into it. <laughs> <laughs> she really doesn't, right? She's like, oh, I guess I could figure it out for this guy who like, probably has family who's desperate to find him and everything else, but... I don't know. It'd be really embarrassing. I know. Yeah, she's like, like I don't I, know where my mentor is. I haven't talked to my mentor in a while. My mentor is gonna be mad at me. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep hanging out in BFE and see <laughs> what happens. Yep. Chapter five. The next day at work, she has a little run-in with Sela Pumphrey. She's a little wiped out from a long night of were-tiger sex, so she's not in her best uh, mental state as it is. Mm-hmm. But this ambush is like, he's a little fucked up, you know? I don't know. It's true, yeah. I, I thought Scylla Pumphrey was okay until now. Yeah. And, I mean, on the one hand, I kind of get it where Scylla's coming from. Just, like, the idea that... Like, remember the, the in the last book where Sookie called and then Bill left? Like... Within 15 minutes. To go to New Orleans with her. Yeah, while oh, while Sheila yeah. was there. Like, I get that she's feeling jealous, but I also don't know that she necessarily should be like... It's actually kind of similar to what Bill did to Sookie when his other ex called and he just booked it. Do we have a pattern here? We have a bit of a pattern, don't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, either way... Hopefully uh, Sheila doesn't uh, kill Sookie <laughs> the way yeah. Sookie killed the other ex. I mean, that, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I, I feel like Sheila doesn't know what a mess she's, like, stomping around in right now because, like... This is, I mean, like, shit, Dawson, the uh, Sookie's sometimes bodyguard, who's also a werewolf, is, like, right there behind her. Yeah, he's, like, a foot away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, Sam inter- intercedes and kicks Sayla out before something na- nasty yeah. happens to her. I think Sayla, I guess she's just being immature, because she knows that, that Bill has probably had sex with, like, hundreds of women, and also murdered hundreds of women, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's hard to, hard to say how, how much she does know, but certainly she must have some inkling, right? Yeah. And but, has uh, probably, like, owned people, by the way. Uh, Just yeah. saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's also true. Bill's not great. Well, yeah, he wasn't upper class, so maybe not. Mm. Hard to say. 
But is there such a thing as a good confederate? <laughs> no. No. Yeah. And Tara comes in with J.B. Derone. Yeah, the dumb pretty one, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. James Longstreet. Because after the confederacy uh, failed, he was against it. And he said, there should never have been a rebellion. And uh, uh, we shouldn't have any more rebellions. Everybody should just go back to the Union. Okay. Yeah, but he still fought on this side that was trying to keep slaves, right? He did. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess yeah. it's on a curve. Too bad, so sad. F. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she goes home, and Amelia is remorseful about her one-night stand in Hotshot. Yeah, I, I actually kind of love this little chat. Like, they're having, like, their little roommate chat, and you can kind of see how they get along so well. Yeah. Like, Amelia doesn't seem to care that Suki can read her mind, and she knows all about the supernatural shit that's going on, so they can kind of be candid with each other in a way that Suki is rarely able to do, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they're both into cats, I guess, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're making it work. Yeah. Yeah. I love how Bob <laughs> threw up on Amelia's bed at, in revenge. Yeah. That's that's very catty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Again, one of those situations where it's like, is this a Bob thing? Is this a cat thing? You know? Yeah. Couldn't tell. Could not tell if this is a sign of intelligence or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she does promise not to sleep with men anymore until she's I don't think that's in. Bob's problem. <laughs> I, I don't think that's his concern <laughs> at all. Right? This is just a one night stand. Yeah. I don't think he feels any ownership of her or a connection. Not my impression. He just doesn't want to be a cat. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sure would. You, you know what? I'll tell you what. You can bone as many people as you want. Just think about turning me back. <laughs> yeah, you at some point. Turn me back. Right. Yeah. Do what you want in the nighttime, the daytime. I want you to do some research. On this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, like they talk. Like Suki thinks about the fact that Amelia is kind of bored right now. It's like. If you're bored, there's something you could absolutely be working on. Just throwing it out there. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Poor Bob. I know. Uh, Claudine shows up, and she's sad because she can't accompany Sookie to the Vampire Summit because vampires love to eat fairies, but she thinks that there is trouble brewing. Yeah, it's funny because she shows up and she asks the one question that has been on my mind for two books now. Why are you going to this vampire summit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a raw side of beef, you probably want to steer clear of, like, a large tiger summit, right? <laughs> Sorry, no offense, Quinn. <laughs> like, I, I just, like, it just seems like a bad idea, you know? But it, she, she says she's going in for the money, but, like, that doesn't that feels like a little bit of a stretch, right? I feel like she's got better ways to earn money than yeah. risk her life. She's just into it, right? She likes the vampire she's stuff. She's an adrenaline junkie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, like, when when Claudine says that she knows there's trouble coming, I was like... Fucking duh, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. this number one, this is the Vampire Summit, right? And uh, Suki is, uh, <clears throat> as we mentioned before, on a very short list of witnesses in this high-level vampire criminal trial. And also, she can read minds at a place where they're everyone there, all the creatures there, really like their secrets, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, Suki is not safe here. No. Absolutely. This is I, not a good place for her to go. I'm not 100% impressed by Claudine's prediction that there's trouble coming. Because you can say that. Every month to Suki, yeah. <laughs> and it's true. Every morning when she's brushing her teeth, pop up, Suki, there's trouble coming. So yeah, Claudine makes a plea on behalf of reason and common sense, uh, and any sense of self-preservation. And Suki's like, Nah, yeah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. She says she wants to go. She's just not really sure why. Yeah, I yeah. think we all know why. I so, think we do. Suki's an adrenaline junkie. She, she likes is. to kill for fun. Yeah. Chapter six. She goes shopping at Tara's Togs to get clothes for the summit. And I love this. So she's so Suki has a lot of introspection going on while she's shopping. She she thinks about how there's a priest 
who had told her the last week who thought, thinks that she has a death wish. Uh-huh. She's like, no, I don't. Uh, Tara <laughs> says, what the fuck are you doing, Sookie, going to this thing? And Sam says, what the fuck are you doing, Sookie? Pam says, what the fuck are you doing, Sookie? Pam, Arlene, noted sociopath. Yeah. Arlene says, what the fuck are you doing? Last chapter, Claudine said, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, so we, we have a long <laughs> list of people who uh, have seem to have a greater sense of like preserving Sookie than Sookie does, right? Yeah. She's like, I'm going to go like rub myself in blood and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Got to put on my blood-flavored deodorant, you yeah. know? <laughs> I guess she's wearing that all the time because of her fairy blood, right? Yeah. That's true, yeah. Yeah. And all of these people, uh, I mean, have to take varying approaches, but uh, yeah. Sookie's like, nope. Yeah, none of them are wrong. Yeah, but then there'd be no story if she didn't go to the summit. That is true. Yeah. I want to see what happens at the summit. Well, I'm, I'm sure we're going to find out. I, I do want to point out that the places... So we've got Terrace Togs, right? Yeah. And the place where you guys afterwards, World of Shoes. These names are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the World of Shoes in Clarice, Louisiana. I just like... Yeah. That's a, that's a weird name for a, a, star, a shoe store. Like, like, like you could call World of Anything, right? It's well, just like, DSW, isn't that the... Discount Shoe Warehouse? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a warehouse full of discount shoes. I mean, it's, it's straightforward. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you say so. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, this is this is reading like a like a horror movie with the Harbinger, you know? Yeah. It's except like there's Cabin like eight the of them. Yeah. Except there's <laughs> like a dozen people who are lined up to tell Sookie that it is a terrible idea for her to go to this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sam tries half-hearted. Sam tries, but it's kind of half-hearted because he knows, he knows she's yeah, not going to listen, right? He's been yeah. down this road before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do, th- I, I do like this bit with Pam, though. Like, uh, yeah. You know, she's like, she's kind of making a case for Eric, I guess. But, you know, it's just kind of like a, a kind of a nice thing that Pam seems to actually care about what's happening to Eric, you know? Yeah. And, and I guess this is a sign that Eric might actually have some kind of feelings in there, you know? Mm-hmm. But Pam also hits it off with Amelia, which is mm-hmm. like, I, I could totally see that, though, right? They're both super direct. They mm-hmm. both have kind of like more, I guess, more traditional modes of dress or something like that. Like, yeah, they both dress like what Suki would call a soccer mom, the baby in the in the van. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, they, they get along great, you know? Mm-hmm. And Pam and Suki have a pretty good talk about Arlene and friendship, too. Yeah, this is what I was thinking about. Like, th- I didn't realize what this was, but she talks about, like, you know, how Arlene is a lazy friend and, like, is only looking for things. For- I was like... Oh, this is the this is her her yeah. her, she read her advice Abbey. column. Yeah, this is how vampires ingratiate themselves with you. They read Dear Abby. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, like right at this moment, Pam is probably Sookie's best friend. You know, <laughs> like so right. Yeah, she's the only one that seems to be looking out for Sookie, even if it's secondary to looking out for Eric. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I like I, seeing Pam's backstory. Oh yeah, I, yes. I, I love this little this little bit. Let's talk about that. Chapter seven. Um, Pam wants to make it really clear to Sookie that she and Eric didn't know anything about Bill's agreement with the Queen to get close to Sookie. So she's being like a good friend. I, and, yeah. I, I do want to point out that she says, well, I, just, if I had known, I still wouldn't have told you vampires for life. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. but still, you know, it's nice to know that, that vampires rule, humans drool. Right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, then we get Pam's origin story. Yeah. Yeah. How she was turned by Bill. I gotta say, considering the Eric, horrible story Eric, we got from... Yeah, considering that this like horrific story we got from the Queen in the last book, this was actually kind of nice, you know. Yeah, it's pretty tame. Yeah, I mean, for a murder story, yeah. Right, right, right. She's like, you know, I was uh, walking around with this guy who I wasn't supposed to see, 
And you know, I thought I was in love with him. Then I was on my way home, and then Eric killed me. And you know what? I never looked back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some, being, being turned into a vampire just like opened up my life. And she's been pretty happy ever yeah, since. She was, you know, I guess, uh, repressed by her society, Victorian era, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it England? Did it say London it was specifically? England. Yeah. I don't know if it said London specifically, but yeah. it was definitely England. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But as a result of this, she's actually genuinely loyal to Eric, uh, even, you know, outside of her... Do you think Eric picked out somebody like that on purpose? Ah, uh, it's hard to say. You know, like I, I'm not sure how he would have known, but maybe. Like I don't know. Well, he read the equivalent of Dear Abby. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, he spent an awfully long time like learning people, re- learning to read people. And yeah. There's only so many different types of people. And, so. and you're you've been around for a thousand years, and you made a bunch of vampires. Maybe you realize you pick somebody who's kind of. Who seems to be repressed and is is acting out and is looking for an outlet? And, That's a good point. Uh, yeah. They're grateful to be vampires. Well, then then he picked a good vampire because she's like pretty great vampire, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know who'd be a good vampire in that case? Who? Sookie Stackhouse. Oh man, right. Also, she's getting a little old because like Sophie Ann was about fifteen when she was turned, and Pam was nineteen when she was turned. You want to turn them young? What? And Sookie's like twenty-seven. That, and that's a little old. Well, well, I mean, if you're going to be at one age forever, you want to yeah, be going to be sub thirty, I'm, right? I'm saying, like the other vampires, you get the impression that they returned when they were pretty young. Uh, I guess. Well, so I mean, how well, statistically, statistically, ancient people didn't live to be that old, right? So, like, I guess that's true. I just thought I, I think of Suki as being very young. Yeah. Probably because of the catastrophically bad decisions she makes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's she's approaching thirty. You know. Yeah. Running out of excuses for what, her bad decisions. What age would you pick to be brought over? Uh, honestly, probably like late twenties. Yeah, I think, be like I think kind of so. Like yeah. peak, you know. Yeah. Before things start breaking. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What What about you? I, I don't know. Maybe right Right now, if you're listening, vampires. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> like, looking good. You know, like the best time to be turned to into a vampire is you know late twenties. The next best time is right now, <laughs> like as soon as possible. Because like once you hit a certain point, like once you're like seventy, you probably don't want to be a vampire. Right. I, I don't know, but you, you've missed out on the human experience. Yeah. Kind of, right? I mean, isn't that the whole point, though, of being a vampire? Like, yeah. You don't have to well, deal with the bullshit human yeah, experience. But if, if you're a healthy 40 or 45 or something like that, you're still in like good enough shape, right? Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you look like. Who cares? You're a vampire. But you also got like the bulk of the human experience. And then you get the, an eternity of, you know, twilight, undeath. Yeah. You have the best of both worlds. Yeah. I mean, that's that's true. That's true. But I think there's a, there is a tipping point, right? There's got to be a point where you're like... I don't want to live forever feeling like I'm 80, right? But you feel great when you're a vampire no matter what age you uh, are, Oh, I right? suppose that's probably don't true. You? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I think I'd go with, like, late 20s. Like, you're not going to get carded anymore, which is super <laughs> annoying. You don't have to worry about going to high school. Yeah, I don't think like, I'd want right. to be... I wouldn't want to be Andre, like, be 16 and be turned. That'd be yeah. rough, right? Being 16 forever. Be. Yeah. 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 I, I do think it's, like, you know, all of this story and, and Pam, like, talking about her loyalty is is... Ultimately, to say that she's worried about Eric, and I think it's funny the way she talks about this because she explains how Sookie has essentially like wrecked their vampire lives. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's like things are really peaceful until you showed up, and then she like lists all the stuff that Sookie's responsible for. Is like, <laughs> yeah, not great, I mean, there's a kind of right. Yeah, and then Sookie's like, but that's not my fault. I didn't kill all those bartenders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, she has a bit of a reputation, possibly well earned. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah well, actually, I mean, maybe this vampire summit should be watching out for Sookie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're all worried about Sookie, but she's going to roll up into that summit and, like, wreck some faces, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe the Fellowship doesn't hate her. Maybe they're secretly behind her because she's going to, like, destroy the that's, vampire society. That's true. They haven't attacked her in a while. Yeah. Like, Just watch her go. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn her loose and see who she kills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently, according to Pam, Eric is a little bit of a wreck. Yeah. And then he shows up. Yes. Uh, he makes it, this dude knows how to make an entrance. He does, doesn't he? Like, they say his name, and suddenly he's there, and he's like, Pam, be gone, and then she disappears. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right, Eric. Yep. He's he's feeling weird, because he still can't figure out why the night he was cursed, he ended up on the road to Sookie's house. Yeah, this is an interesting point, and that had not actually occurred to me, but like, yeah, he doesn't know the nature of the curse... At all. Doesn't know anything about the curse. Except and he it. won't because they fucking killed Hallow. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. But so, for some reason that nobody knows, he was on his way to Sookie's house or on the road to Sookie's house. And there's nothing else out there. So, yeah, I don't know. Another Southern vampire mystery. Yeah. So then, he, yeah, you know, he kisses her. He explains what's going on. And she's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe it's because the fairy's like, no. And he disappears. <laughs> like <laughs> ultimate way to like win an argument. Yeah. That's, that's, this is very immature. Guy knows how to make an exit. Yep. Chapter 8. Amelia and Sookie check out the hotel that she'll be staying at in the fictional town of Rhodes, which is somewhere near Chicago. And I thought that was funny because um, they, the name of, the, of this fictional city is Rhodes, and Rhodes College is where Charlene Harris went to school. Oh, I didn't so, catch that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the hotel is the Pyramid of Giza. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I think it's funny that Amelia, Amelia is teaching Sookie how to use a computer. By, <laughs> by Googling her hotel. Yeah, and I went and I looked it up because Sookie's like, I don't know, and it's very like tentative about everything and is super weirded out by like all modern technology. It was 2007, and she's not like 80 years old. She's in her yeah. 20s. Like, I, I don't think she would be. At, at that wow. time, there was Facebook, there was YouTube, there was Twitter. Yeah, but okay, so... so Smartphones had just become a thing. Small town small town places like... like we live in a bit of a bubble, living like living in Austin and, and you know, having grown up around technology, but I, I know people to this day who are like a little funny about computers who are not that much older than us, you know? No. Oh, yeah, yeah just because... No, that's a good point. Yeah, my, my cousins, at least one of them, is, is very like, she, she doesn't have a smartphone. She doesn't really buy into it. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's weird for me to think about because like so much of our stuff is dependent on you know, internet access. But yeah, there are people who don't even have internet. Uh, normally, like yeah, and we can say whatever we want about them because they're never gonna hear this. <laughs> yeah, they're scumbags who don't have any internet. <laughs> and even if they do figure it out, it's not like they're gonna be able to figure out how to go to Patreon and give us money. That's so. true. Yeah, patreon.com slash armadillo podcast. Yeah, that'd really show us if you went to patreon.com slash armadillo podcast. That'd really teach us how wrong we are. The maximum tier. She goes to Shreveport for this chartered flight to Rhodes. On Anubis Airlines, yeah. having fun with naming these places. Yeah, Anubis Airlines sounds like fun. Yeah, and some of our some of our favorites are there, Mr. Cataliades and his niece Diantha. Well, real quick though, on the on the way in, Amelia uh, enchants Eric's henchperson or whatever to uh, not be a dick. Apparently, that's a trick she can do. She can like mind control people. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we uh, wanted to just mention that, but Does yeah, that wonder... she can do that. Hmm. Yeah. Can she undo that? <laughs> <laughs> not not her problem, I guess. Yeah, I, Amelia's a little uncomfortable staying in Sookie's house alone, which I would be too, because people die there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like, Sookie's going to come back and, like, find another body and be like, all right, well, I'll put it with yeah. the other ones. What happened? <laughs> but in the body corner. 
Like, I mean, like vampire Elvis could show up at any moment. It's yeah, true. Right. And eat your boyfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or one of those guys from Hotshot could show up. It could be like a whole deliverance. That kind is of true, thing. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. We I guess we never really mentioned what happened with Amelia and Hotshot. Uh, it was like not a big yeah, thing, but like the guy sort of kind of tried to keep her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, she, she has her little like one night stand thing. She's like, uh, it's, sheets were super gross. Which okay, that's fine. Sure, but sure. the next morning he was like, so you're gonna, you're moving in now, right? And she's like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, she had to manipulate him to get him to finally take her home. Yeah, which is scary. That is a little scary. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, in the middle of nowhere. Probably should have warned, uh, warned Amelia about that. Yeah. But yeah, as you mentioned on the flight. We have fan favorite, Mr. Cataliades mm-hmm. and his niece, Diantha. Mm-hmm. They're great. I, uh, they're still high up on my list of favorite tertiary characters. I don't know. Are they, are they evolving into secondary characters? I hope. We you don't know. know. We'll find out in this well, book, I guess. I mean, what is secondary? Secondary would probably mean Sookie's like into them, right? Well, it would be like Sam, Alcee. Like, those are all secondary. Yeah, yeah like all the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, ter- tertiary would be Mr. Cat. Maybe Arlene, mm-hmm. I guess. People but, that yeah. he doesn't want to bone. I like Diantha a lot. Yeah. I, like, if I could... I, I, she, she, in my mind, she looks like Cindy Lauper. <laughs> yeah, I, I see that. I can see that. <laughs> With the spiky hair and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I gotta say, if I could pick a thing to be right now so far, like, half-demon or demon seems like the way to be, right? You don't know. They could be like, I mean, they have to spend 90% of their lives eating poop or something. You don't know what they're... they're <laughs> they seem very happy, you know? Well, they're happy eating poop, but do you want to be that person? If I'm happy eating poop, then, then I'm happy eating poop. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like there's... We have not seen the other side of the demon lifestyle yet. I just feel like, like, look, if eating poop makes you happy, the threshold for happiness is suddenly very low, and you spend a lot of time being happy, Jeff. <laughs> this is a good Maybe point. you should, like, hold your judgment there, you know? <laughs> Well, speaking of being happy, we do meet a new lawyer. Oh, God, I know. My favorite tertiary. (laughs) (laughs) What's the name, Mr. Glassport? Johan Glassport. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Expert in vampire law who, uh, at first glance, seems to be uh, a huge douche butt. And then later we find out he's a murderer who offed a woman in Mexico or something. I I couldn't come around earlier because, uh, you know, I I was in Mexican jail. No big deal. She's like, why are you in Mexican jail? Oh, I hit a prostitute. She's like, what did you hit her with? A knife. (laughs) I know. Like, this story, as it unfolded, got worse and worse. Yeah. This guy's Uh, a terrible killer. Yeah, even Diantha, the, like, crazy demon, is like, he's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he's a a real winner. But he's a great lawyer, you know? And, okay, but Mr. Cataliades makes a very good point, you know? Sookie's being a little judgy, as she is known to do. And he's like, look, he's a great lawyer. He'll take a case when uh, most won't. And uh, we're all murderers here. (laughs) And Sookie's like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, every one of us on this plane is a murderer. Some of us, multiple times over. Sookie Stackhouse. No, no, she's not. Okay, wait, wait. Is she a stone-cold murderer? The, she the de- shot Debbie in the that, face. That was defense. That was honestly, like, Debbie shot first, right? Did oh, Debbie yeah, would yeah. have shot first. No, uh, no, I think she did. I think she shot Oh, she Eric. did. That's right. Cause she, yeah, because Eric, Eric took the bullet. Took the bullet. You're right. So, yeah. like, that was a straight up. Self-defense. Self-defense. Like, honest to God, self-defense. Like, whatever. Like, Long Shadow jumped onto... No, Lorena jumped onto her stake. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Long Shadow was killed by Eric. I mean, she did... I mean... So, so Suki was defending, like, Bill from Lorena, right? Right. So... Right. And then then Lorena jumped onto her stake. Right. I said with air... Fingers doing air quotes. Right, right. Uh... Yeah, I guess. And when she was... And she was attacked during the witch war... Um, and didn't actually mean to kill anybody. 
She was oh, all self-defense. Yeah. Did she kill a guy then? Uh, didn't she? Like, didn't some guy, like, push himself onto her knife or something that like that? Or happen. sword yeah, or that something? totally happened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He, he fell on my knife ten times. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, she didn't so kill. I guess a good lawyer, like Johan, what his name is. Look, Johan Glassberger. Uh, could probably get her off of those. <laughs> probably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which is good. He's representing the queen at her trial, and he asks Suki lots of questions about Peter Threadgill's death. Yeah. I, he, he's, he gains interest in her when you realize that she's the star witness. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. I guess uh, I guess he's on the case. Yeah. Yep. I like him. He's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> he's very creepy. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. But uh, this, this, this is a, a great fun uh, flight, right? Like, if you're going to spend three hours in, on a plane... That's this kind of is this is a crew that you want. Like you're not going to be bored in those three hours, right? <laughs> no. Two demons and a serial killer. Yeah. And yeah. Suki. And Suki. I mean, she's kind of a serial killer too. I mean, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> look, she, just because she was around when all these people died, like she didn't kill any of those vampires that that uh, any of the vampire bartenders herself, right? Yeah. I told you my theory about uh, what's his name about Poirot. What? Uh, he's. What you know, like uh, Inspector Poirot, right? Right. Yeah. He's a serial killer, and the way he does it is he kills somebody, and then he concocts this incredibly bizarre explanation and gets everybody to believe it, uh-huh. and that's his thing. Yeah. Yes, it was everybody on the train who killed him. <laughs> right. Yeah, and he's so convincing that he makes everybody believe it. Yeah. And that's his like his trick. Yeah. yeah. Right. The... He like chooses one person to frame for most of them. Right. And that's that's part of his game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and how can I make everyone believe this one person who no one would believe? Right. Yeah. And yeah. This gun has been fired twice because one of the shots was a blank, and it was the person was not really shot. That was a fake. Mm-hmm. Makes <laughs> sense. It does make sense. Yeah. So this that's Suki, right? Yeah, <laughs> she orchestrates all these deaths that she has nothing to do with. Right, yeah. and never be traced back to her except right. for those self defense kills. Except for Debbie Pell. Right. Yeah. And Lorena. Well, that can be traced. I mean, because Lorena, she didn't she like melt? Yeah, but she put her in a bucket and got rid of her or something. She threw her. She in threw her in the pool. Oh, that's right. Oh god. <laughs> so yeah, no evidence on that one. So that was who was that guy? That was a uh, that was the, the the Duke of Dallas or something like that. Uh oh, it's uh, no. He was, he was the king of Dallas. He was the he was the sheriff of of Dallas or something, right? He's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. I'm just I'm just wondering if he's pissed off about his pool. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the plane flies on through the night. Yes. That's it for this week's episode. Next time we're going to be reading chapters nine through thirteen of Altogether Dead, the seventh book in the Sookie Stackhouse series. I am Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share this with anybody you think will like this. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this, especially on iTunes. Please check out our Patreon at armadillo.club, where you can also see some cool merchandise with our faces on it. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Good good night. Okay. Okay.